Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and don't hog that beer. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading our patron-selected book of the month, A Lesson Before Dying by Ernest J. Gaines. And I'm starting with a beer. Fuck Dry January. This is... So in the beginning, in, in the book... <laughs> Like I forgot how to do this. Um, <laughs> it's out of practice. What are, what's happening right now? You know the main. Yeah, he was off the wagon for a while. It was but off, now he's a back month on. of not drinking, and like my liver regenerated. I'm ready to take on the world again. Uh, the main character is talked into going to speak to a man who's on death row. And we'll tell more of the details later. To to make a man out of him, and he's like, I don't think that's going to work. I think that plan sounds a little overzealous, and uh, it turns mm. out it. It, it was just the right amount of zealous. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh. oh, that's an interesting beer. This is by Eredita, which is one of the spells in Harry Potter. And it is an Imperial IPA. I was at the store looking for beers today. And I looked at the IPA section. I was like, oh, I don't know if any of these really work. And then I looked at like, it was like Pilsners and Sours. I was like, I don't want to drink those. Let me just go make one of those IPAs work. <laughs> It gets I'm going to spend $9 for this can. It better be good. And it is. It's very nice. Did you see we got our first email where someone said, I wish you guys talked more about the beer? I did see that. I was like, I think you're wrong based on you're every the only one person other person. <laughs> one of our earliest reviews on iTunes back in the day was someone saying, yeah, the bo- they talk about the books and it's funny, but they talk about the beer. Gross. That was one was of like our earliest Stupid reviews. and gross or something like that was the title. It's what, like at most three percent of an episode. It's it's not that much, even. (laughs) The people who complain about that—they're so busy just masturbating to dog porn that they can't hit the skip fifteen-second button on the on the iPhone player. Mm, That's true. That's why the dog porn. The dog porn watchers. Yeah, it's been Nate every time. (laughs) So, So a lesson before dying is a—I forgot what it won—the National Book Award in nineteen ninety-three. And is set in like I don't know 1949, 1950. Is it forty? It's Jackie Robinson's second season. Oh, okay. I know Jackie Robinson's mm-hmm. playing, so I know how to be at a certain point. Um, but it's like pre civil rights movement, um, Louisiana, and in some ways it's pre civil war in terms of the lifestyles led by people down there. I think that was kind of the point of the civil rights movement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've gathered, mm. uh, and the main, and you know, it starts off talking about uh, this guy, and I already fucking forgot his name. Jefferson. Jefferson, right. Not, Not Jefferson moved. Starship. And he wasn't they, moving on up, because yeah. Jefferson, through, you know, just terrible luck, is in a liquor store that two well, other... Well, his friends pick him up. Right. Like, they're driving by and like, hey, you want to go with us? We're going to the... The, the the beer shop or the wine bar though it's not like a fancy wine bar it's, it's a fucking that's what they were probably. drinking did they they're like hey you want to come with us and he's like yeah sure they go in and then they try and like just basically stick up the place I'm like hey give us give give us alcohol and then the guy and then the bartender realizes that these guys are not going to you know actually pay for the drinks so takes a gun from behind the register and shoots at them but they also have a gun and so they shoot back and then soon, the three of three are dead. The, the, the old bartender Cajun and the two, standoff. The, the two, and the two guys, and then the two guys that Jefferson was with, and then he's just there by himself. It's like I some. Mean, it's like himself. a scene from a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> like, it, it really <laughs> did remind me of that. But then he he kind of panics, and he goes, "Oh shit, I'm going to get in trouble for this." And then he does something pretty dumb. He goes and he's like, well, the cash register's open. They're not going to know what happened to that money. Let me put it in my pocket and leave. And then people show but up. But he forgets to leave. Yeah. He then takes a swig of whiskey he's, and doesn't leave fast enough. And so then they're like, well, this looks like an open and shut case of you're the one robber who survived. So you're going to go have a seven-minute trial. And he does. And Where his entire a- defense is, this guy is... Too stupid to execute. You know what? It might have worked. It might. He he was. It playing, was his best shot. He was playing to the all white 
jury in 1948 that was probably not very progressive on race. It was a small town, Louisiana. He's like, look at this guy. You guys know he's, you know, really subhuman. He's an animal. His skull shape is wrong to be a person. And the defense attorney, the defense says, you can't give him the electric chair. That's like giving a hog the electric chair. And then immediately. That's a fucking great way to make pork skin. (laughs) Holy shit. I'm sure it's pork rinds after the trial, guys. Uh, and so, but that word "hog" sticks with everyone, both with him and with his aunt, the one taking care of him, who, who like you know takes care of him and stuff. And it's like I don't. And then because he thinks I'm, well, he thinks I'm just a, I'm just an animal. You know, he's like on death row now because of course he was found guilty. Spoiler. Uh, and then he's found guilty and he's on to throw and he only has, they don't know if at the beginning, they don't know exactly how long it is till his execution, but it doesn't go on for years and years like it does today. It's like six months. I don't think, yeah. I bet it didn't go on for years and years for anybody. I bet that's not unique to poor blacks. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was mostly weeks until, until the Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty because there was a moratorium for a while, then they reinstated it in the... 80s, I think, 90s. Thank goodness they did. But then the appeal, that's when the appeals go on for like decades. Yeah. Well, this don't, that would have made this a much longer book. <laughs> and I was grateful for this short read. So that doesn't happen. Short. So anyway, he's, he's on death row. And so if, uh, uh, as I have a beer, I just want to drink it. So would you say if he was killed by beer, he'd be hop deaded? How many edit ed sounds were there? That was like yeah, I, what what hop <laughs> Do you have like a fucking r- uh, delay pedal on? <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's what it's called. Hop apostrophe dead dead. That's that sounds like the edge said it. Hop in the name of love. Yeah, definitely. This is a double try hopped Imperial West Coast IPA, originally brewed in 2014. That's like, okay. a really old can. Whoa, no, uh, really? <laughs> uh, Vintage baby. No, this is from Other Half's Throwback series because they're oh. having so they're they had more or less their like 10 year anniversary. Couple like it's starting. A it's couple exactly weeks 10. Ago. It wasn't more or less. It was 10. Right, exactly. What I mean is, <laughs> this isn't a what I mean problem. is, they started putting out all these special beers, or at least they say, you know, like, oh, this is the this anniversary and that anniversary, and this is one that they brewed apparently in their first year. They called Hop Didded because it has a lot of hops, but it was a West Coast style IPA. But it was still very, it's still very juicy. It is not like the West Coast of yore. Is that a is that a, yes, a nice. set, is that a setting from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> 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 so he is going to be hopped, but not yet. So let me meet the narrator of most of the book, Grant Wiggins, and he is a you know old character. All the main characters are black, except for the like the sheriff's staff and the the people that you know have any power and authority in the town. Grant is a school teacher, and he teaches in like the one room schoolhouse, which is also in the church which is, you know, terrible educational conditions for children where they're, like, sitting on pews with, like, one piece of chalk between them. Yeah, they write on slates with chalk, and at one point, sort of in the beginning, a kid used too much chalk for that math problem, and Grant had to be like, why did you use so much chalk? Where am I going to get more chalk? I've got to buy it. Yeah, and it only... It's 1948, so... 2,000 pieces of chalk cost a nickel. And he's like, I don't have that kind of money to burn. I mean, chalk must have been cheap. But chalk's cheap now, and no one, like, what did chalk cost in 1948? I mean, was there, like, a big chalk crash that we that we never learned about? Like They had just run out. They were making more. They had to wait for, like, the, the to find more chalk mines. <laughs> the cliffs of Dover had to, you know, refill. They didn't used to look like this. So he yeah, they used to be yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, you know, he's doing his thing, and he's got his girlfriend Vivian, who's in a in a strange divorce happening the whole book because she's got a estranged husband and two little kids, and they're hooking up, waiting for her to finalize that, so then they can get together. And he dreams of leaving this area, 
he recognizes that this sucks living in that area as a black person. It's just, it's not changed. Everybody, it's just a cycle of terribleness. And there's even a character who makes it very clear to you. If there's one thing this book does is it does not hide any details. It does not hide any interpretation for you. It holds your hand. It holds both of your hands and pushes you in a wheelchair. Like there's no, there's no like, what do you think his message was? Like It's very clear. And there's the older teacher who trained him. He's like, listen, you just, you try to do the best you can, but the game is rigged. It sucks. Those kids are never going to learn enough. The cycle will never be broken. The South wins. And you're like, oh man. Even if they do learn enough, they're just going to work in the field the rest of their life anyway and be treated like shit because he is, granted, like he went to college and he did all that jazz and he's educated, more educated than most people in town, especially even the white folks, and they still treat him like shit. And there are many passages where they actually kind of get mad at him or uh, uncomfortable because he speaks correctly or because he knows something that they, he said in his narration, they expect me to say, I don't know, whatever. They expect me to mispronounce it. Like batteries instead of saying batteries was one of the ones. They expect me or don't instead of doesn't. And when I say the right one, the guy gives me a look. They are in, you know, small town Louisiana. So they going to be talking like this. No, we won't be talking like this. And what do they have down in Louisiana that they like them French food? Yeah. They go to them, won't go to them. They got that creme brulee. <laughs> <laughs> This is called creme brulee. <laughs> mm. And it's from Southern Tier, and it is a 10% alcohol imperial stout that tastes like creme brulee. And I had a sip of this We've a had few it weeks before. ago and said, oh, God, I can't imagine drinking a whole one of that. So, make Chug. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's just chugged it. That was amazing. Oh, my God. Good now he's, Lord. Jimmy, is that insulin, Jimmy? What are you doing? <laughs> there isn't enough insulin. <laughs> there isn't enough to deal with this. Stop showing like us those toes that rotted off, Jimmy. What you... <laughs> I keep them in a, on my necklace. <laughs> yeah, you're like a voodoo shaman. You're like Papa Jango from, from the bayou. You have a necklace of human toes. <laughs> Papa, Papa Legbo, that's what it was, yeah. Well, Papa Jango was the wrestler from yeah. WWF. It was <laughs> the guy who would later be rebranded as the Godfather. Oh, God, that was him, yeah. Yeah, and he was he had like, like a ghost... Skull mask painted on and a top hat. <laughs> I think he was... And then he became a pimp. Oh, this is, in retrospect, maybe not great. Well, uh, you're, ta- anyway. you're telling me the organization where the CEO named the dildos after the, the color dildo had to match the name of the performer yeah. was sensitive to race? <laughs> yeah, he was uh, an interesting guy. I mean, I say was. He's still alive. Though but by the time this comes out, maybe he won't be. He is still an interesting guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Ooh, that's yeah, of, you feeling good there? Brulee. If there's one thing I've thought, what I've, and I've had you know at least an average amount of creme brulee, if there's one thing I thought every time was, man, I wish I could just drink this. I mean, it's practically drinkable. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, like, like, it's not I even was solid. Say, it, there's no chewing to get out of the way. It's, it's you can get that, like, that, best. that big bubble tea straw and just drink it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like you're liposuctioning it. <laughs> <laughs> the fat is going into you directly. Yeah, it's it's a reverse a, re- a reverse liposuction, a uh, lipid suction. You just I want it. <laughs> Give me the chubs. Yeah, this is gonna hurt me. All right. Much Speaking like speaking of giving the me the chubs, in this book. <laughs> <laughs> so but the point of the book is that Grant is given this task by Jefferson's mother. And aunt and Grant's aunt, who he was raised by. Grant's aunt, okay. Grant's Grant's Grant was raised by his great aunt. No, he's not Grant standing anything. Grant Grand aunt. (laughs) But uh, she and Jefferson's mother are you know friends. It's a small town, and uh, what Jefferson's grandmother wants is for Jefferson to not to you know get him out because there's that's never going to happen. Nope, not happening. But just to teach him and make him, you know, so he can call himself a man and not be treated like an animal, which is a tall order because that's kind of, you know, what does that even mean, first of all? And also, 
you know, who's to say they're going to let him do that in the first place? It's, you know, it's small town Louisiana in 1948. They're, they don't give a fuck. Also, he's a guy who, in, as far as the law and the town is concerned, is a convicted murderer, robber. They're just counting time till they kill him. Till and he's, he's, in their eyes also, he's not even a person. So right, you can't well, teach a hog any tricks. Like old or new hog, new yeah. or old tricks. No, none, any permutation of that doesn't work. No, generally not. So he's like, that's the dumbest plan ever. Yeah, you're in store for a very, because uh, it's from Grant's perspective, uh, I think one of the most frustrating books I've ever read. Frustrating in terms of like the plot? Because I've been fucking frustrated by books we've read. Frustrated just like, oh my God, this is, like, I, I, I feel for this guy. It's like, there's no way this could work. <laughs> what does that even mean, first of all? And like, it's, 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 it's so much intangibles. And he fucking hates it. He doesn't want to do it. But you see, Jimmy, because I knew the title of the book, I was like, I bet he'll figure it out. I didn't get frustrated. Because <laughs> the book isn't called The Failed Lesson Before Dying. You can, or the you can get a lesson and instruction not before execution. <laughs> it's a lesson before dying. Oh, someone's going someone's to learn a lesson. Maybe well, in well, that feel-good way, we'll Grant all learn a lesson. Some stuff, too. So maybe well, the real lesson is the friends we made along the way. But yes. he has to... You know, we, I knew that lesson was going to be learnt. I just didn't know how yet. But he has. I'm going to go. I'm going to go teach him how to be a man. It's like, oh my god, he's going to have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I was like, wait, wait, what? In what? In what sense, Grandma? I'm going to make a man of you. Sorry, your grandma insists I do this. He's like, oh my god, this is. It already happened. I was in the shower. So, okay, so he. He, they first have to get permission for this because, you know, visitation rights or whatever on a thing. And they do it by guilting the family who for whom, um, I forget if it's the ma, the aunt or the grandmother but, or both, but they had worked for, they had slaved for, huh, for years as domestic help. And it's very clear, like, they treat them fucking shitty. For, in with, for the family of what, the sheriff? It's like the sheriff's friend or something. It was like she had, she had, uh, Grant has to go to the sheriff's house to uh, ask permission for this, and they like make him wait in the kitchen while they do like everything under the sun. They like, ask oh, the we'll have dinner, and brother? oh, we got to finish this puzzle. And <laughs> a brother, I guess it's yeah. brother-in-law. They have a different, yeah. And they go in like, well, well, he's busy, and they make him wait hours in the kitchen. And this is a common thing in the book. The white people just blatantly disrespecting the black characters. To they have to sit in the the kitchen while everyone eats in the dining room. You know, they even when the even the nicer people who are like, "Oh, can I fix you? Would you like something?" You still have to sit somewhere else. You still, you know, it's segregation, and they're holding on to that you know southern charm of entertaining black people, which is to say, not not doing it. And but then eventually, the audacity to use proper grammar when speaking to them. Right, because then that undermines the superiority thing. Mm. Um, but he eventually, the guy who's his, his like, what's well, the South? So he probably was he's Henri, whatever his name was. Oh yeah, Henri Pichet. Pichot. Pichot. Yeah, Mister Jambalaya is like, I'll do it. It's stupid, but I'll do it. I'll ask my friend Sheriff uh, Guido. Was <laughs> Guidry? Gidry, something like Gidry. that. Gidry, probably Gidry. I don't say Guidry, Guidry, and he draw. Uh, well, yeah, sure. And he goes, "All right, I'll do it." But the moment it's not good, I'll stop it. A, a threat he'll repeat every time he's in a scene. But he says, "Fine, you can come up and talk to him. Lot's not going to do any good. He's going to die whether you get through to him or not." And then nobody ever stops, and they're never like, "What do you mean? What are you trying to do?" They're just like, "Yeah, sure, you can try." It's like they all know what being a man is. Well, Jefferson at this point is, you know, he's... I don't know if he is slow, but he certainly comes across at least a little slow. Well, he's un- uneducated. Yeah, so though he's not the only one. No, not at all, but he's uneducated and unaccomplished and has led like a... Functionally young, illiterate. And he's, and he's young. He's not done anything. He's not like... He has no wisdom. So he's just a man baby to them. You know, yeah. He was, he was going to go hunting with his friends, and then he went and got involved in this robbery. 
But then begins, and it's like, when is this fucking lesson going to start? There's a lot of homeroom before this class starts. <laughs> and eventually, Grant gets in Got to take attendance. So he goes up it's to the prison. It's an official document, Nate. <laughs> he got <laughs> to put your signature. Yeah. Uh, so he goes up to the prison, and uh, he, he with with his with his aunt, no, with Jefferson's mom, and they like go up there, and she makes him all of this food. Um, you know, but he's there, and he's Man, clearly jail has changed. <laughs> you yeah, can just you bring, bring in food snacks? Anymore? I can't imagine they let you do that. Well, I think also the jail they're in is just like the back of the courthouse. There's a bunch. No, they have to. They have to like travel to get there. It's a pain in the ass to get. I thought it was a pain in the ass to get do there. Do they? I don't know. They mentioned going to the courthouse, but, but I don't know. The courthouse might also be, oh, might also be far away. They're well, in a town in of six thousand people. Yeah, it's in very rural Louisiana, so it could be a long way. Anyway, so they get there, and it's you know his mom's made all this really nice food, and he's like, I just hope you're comfortable. And but Jefferson is clearly incredibly depressed, and he's just like, I don't care. He doesn't even look at them or talk to them. Nope, doesn't eat any of the food. I would say he is sulking, but sulking has like a connotation that it's like undeserved. In which case, in his case, in his case, it is very much understandable. Because yeah, because he's being put to death for something he was not involved with. And everyone thinks he's not even a human. So I, I guess I'd understand being a little pissy. And he's kind of... Um, the one thing that kind of doesn't... Maybe it makes sense. I don't know. But he's uh, almost a hog. I'm just, I'm just an animal. Like He keeps repeating that in the early visits. Well, I mean... If but it wasn't like that was something he thought before the trial. Like that's not, That like really struck a nerve with him. Well, it was... If someone tells you that, if everyone thinks that in the place and they say, well, we're just going to kill him because he's no good to anyone, like, you know, people take things in and they get real angry at the world and at themselves. And he's like, he's, 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 he's just feeling shitty. So he's lashing out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Though when he does eat the food out of the basket with it's his like face like and make a, a feed, mess, a saying feedback. he's just like, I'm just a hog. This is how hogs eat. It was like, it was a little intense. Yeah. But then Grant should have thought, I'm educated. That's not how they eat. They snort as well. You should get some, we should get some of those in there. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not that moment. To, not that kind of lesson before dying, I say. Um, yeah. See, I taught him something. I don't, yeah. See, he's not a sow. <laughs> mm. Mm. So <laughs> they have a bunch of these visits. And Grant's like, that sucked. I'm never doing that again. That was that was bullshit. It was a waste of time. This is this is a lost cause. He even complains about it to his his girlfriend. Uh, and this is one of the few things I highlighted because I, I didn't want to be accused of not uh, understanding or reading the book. What do I say to him? Do I know what a man is? Do I know how a man is supposed to die? I'm still trying to find out how a man should live. Am I supposed to tell someone how to die who has never lived? Ooh, guy's got bars. And so he doesn't know how to handle this because it's a fucking ridiculous task. Yeah. It's kind of an unwinnable fight. That might be the the story about Jim Crow, actually. It's kind of a unwinnable fight. So, So, I mean, it's a very short book. He goes back a number of times, and mostly he's just, like, not getting through. And Jefferson continues to be very, like, very depressed. And then, he, and then sort of like somewhere around halfway through, maybe not that. So the the preacher, the local preacher is like, you have to, that goes with them one time. And then he says like, oh, it's, you know, and it's, he just mentions it's Christmas. And Jefferson's like, oh, it's Christmas. And then not long, long after that, they sort of finally get the, the, the execution date, which is for just after Easter. And I was like, huh, okay. So the rest of the book is going to take place between Christmas and Easter. And then right after that, somebody, he says, or the aunt says, or what, what the point is, is that, you know, what everyone wants is for a black man in the South to be strong enough to, like, overcome the impression as in a savior. But yeah, they're just, it just can't work because there's just too much and one person can't do it by their, on their own and stuff like that. And I was like, huh. Okay, so that's what the lesson is going to be. Okay. And they only say it, like, nine times. A page. He's like, they killed Jesus, and he didn't even say anything. He just took it on the chin like a champ. And you're like, oh, right. 
And then, and then you, you, you gradually sort of gather, or, you, or they finally tell you. I mean, it's, you don't gather. It wasn't subtle. It was like, what we really want him to do is just hold his head up high and walk to the execution. To not sulk, to not be a little bitch. That's, you know, they yeah, just want him to, to just, uh, you know, we can't. To not look <clears throat> like beaten. That, yeah, to them, that's what, that's what being a man will be. Like, to be a man and not an animal. Just like, go there with dignity. With pride. And that's it. That, that's all they're really looking for. Yeah. And then eventually, what's it, Grant? Grant goes there and literally tells them exactly that. You need what we want you to do, what to be, just, just actually hold your head up high. And he's like, why? Why bother? Why would I do that? And he says, it's not for yourself. It's for your aunt. It's for your mom. It's for everyone else in town to see that you're not, that you're not just an animal. That you didn't think you were. And then he kind of goes, huh, can I have a gallon of ice cream? And then actually for a while, he's just listening to the radio and he's like, oh. He gets him a radio. There's a whole fucking thing about that. Mm-hmm. But it's whatever. There's, there's, oh, there's other little passages in there, like more about the kids at school and like how shitty it is when the superintendent comes to visit. Now he doesn't care. And he's just like disgusted by the kids and doesn't actually, no one cares if they're learning anything. And there's another quote about that where it's like uh-huh jim crow i think when um when the guy inspects the kids and grant has to go to work because he's still you know working throughout all these visits he says in other words hard work was good for the young body picking cotton gathering potatoes pulling onions working in the garden all of that was good exercise for a growing boy or girl <laughs> like that's all the kids are taught to do that's the trap that they're the, the cycle they're stuck in. And, uh, and so that's why it's so important to have somebody who's, who's losing. He's going to be executed. But to have him not look broken. That's all they want, right? Don't let, don't let, him, don't let them beat him all the way. And, you know, then there's the thing with the radio. And this is where it highlights this other conflict in the book. If we're in an English classroom, we talk about the, the religious versus a religious factors in Grant's life and Jefferson, right? Because there's these two forces trying to make a man out of him. And there's Jefferson who's like, I don't believe in God at all. It's fucking nonsense. And then the reverend who's like, all that matters is God. And anything that isn't God is a sin. And Jefferson, uh, you know, in his efforts to to just talk to, I'm sorry, Grant, in his efforts to talk to Jefferson like a person, I mean, he kind of says like dumb shit. Where he's like, "You could, I want you to ask me questions. I want you to talk to me." He's like, "Ask him questions about what?" Like it's, but he goes, "Do, do, do you still like the radio?" <laughs> like that's something I talk about. He's like, "How about I get you a radio?" And he doesn't even check with the prison. Like, is that cool if a guy has a radio? Fuck it, I'll bring one in. And he brings the radio in. And well, he's made friends with like the one deputy oh. there who's not somehow not racist. Which is an achievement at that point in place. Or at least he's not like outright mean to them. He's and not he's outright pre- mean to people. He's pretty he's nice. He's just kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's nice to them. Well, I, I would. I that would doesn't mean he was fully enlightened. In the heavy handedness of this book, his name is Paul, who the mm. biblical Paul spread the teachings of Christ. So I don't think it's a coincidence. That is what he does at the end when he's like, I'll make yeah. sure everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have given him any sort of, you know, he could have been Cletus, the deputy, but no. Yeah, also, a, Paul Stanley, guitarist from, from Kiss. Ki- no, or drummer from Kisses. No, he used to play guitar. He was a guitarist, yeah. Rhythm, rhythm guitar. Yeah. And sang some songs. He did death. And, and, like the Paul of the Gospels, a Jew. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Star Trek. I'm sure there uh, was a Beth no, in the Bible. Star Man, Paul not too. a Jew. No, uh, Peter Chris isn't. He a Jew, was Saul, and then he became Paul. <laughs> I don't know what Paul, Paul Stanley. Uh, no, no, I mean Paul from the Bible. No, no, Paul. Paul was a Christian name because he tra- he uh, what the fuck converted from Saul. <laughs> no, Paul Stanley though is definitely a Jew. Speaking of <laughs> apostles, we actually have some people that. <laughs> Follow us and listen to our teachings. And I don't know why. About our podcast. (laughs) And tithe. (laughs) And tithe tithe some of their income to the drunk guys. 
Yeah, and then uh, if you become a patron, you get all sorts of cool shit, like early access to our episodes, uh, access to our growing vault of older episodes that are, we have just have too much content for this world that it has to be saved for Patreon. Exclusive or content. Or, uh, you know what? Uh, it's digital. There's nothing to burn. Um, I meant the world, but yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, join us for our live episodes, our Q&A nonsense that we do. But most importantly, vote in our monthly book poll. And they selected this. And so we thank those fine people today. And we have to say any name they want, even if it is clearly a hog name. <laughs> so I'd like to thank, in no particular order, Jeff, Avery, the Black Rabbit of Inlu, Brandon. Hmm. Oh. This sentence. <laughs> I have a confession to make. The only reason I started drinking craft beers was because upon hearing about them, I assumed they were made out of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fat thing, you fucker. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thank you for uh, that, that thought that came out of me. Uh, <laughs> Carol, uh, Catherine, CL, Colton, Derek, Emotional Support Burrito, Frederick, Grace, Hayden. Oh, another one. Hi, I'm Mike, the Godfather Part 3 of the Drunk Guys Book Club. I'm not even sure what that means. Oh, the no worst one. Likes. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that's been on. I, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. I won't cut myself tonight. Um, Humid Oyster, Joe P. Uh, Oh, here's another one of my thoughts I need to share with you. As a libertarian, I will defend Epstein's (laughs) absolute freedom to do whatever he wants on his island. However, as a husband and a father, I am jealous I never got to go. That statement is not far from the truth. Um, Okay. uh, Can you destroy my house tonight? I feel like there's a repeat. And the answer is still yes. Uh, Linda, <laughs> Meep, Mr. Slotch, Nathaniel, the good version of Nate with a respectful <laughs> relationship with dogs, <laughs> Putang Clan, Stephen, Thick Richard III, William Ogles, and Zephod Beaglebrox. So thanks, patrons. Um, and, uh, and, and keep those tax-ductible donations coming our way. <laughs> Not tax-ductible. <laughs> They're ductible, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely deductible. <laughs> nope. Don't do that. <laughs> We're going to get audited more of the Scientologist. Um, I did say they're deductible. No, they absolutely count. You get taxed on that money. <laughs> uh, so then there's, you know, the unsubtle Christian symbolism of the book, uh, a shitty Christmas play, and eventually the date for execution fast approaches. And Grant goes to the same bar where he spends his $4 he earns a week on beers, and he hears some uh, mulatto guys, as they are described in the book, the mulatto bricklayers, which that sounds like an old WWF tag team. (laughs) (laughs) It probably was in, like, 1992. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's brick and mortar, the mulatto bricklayers. (laughs) In the, in this area where they live in, there are uh, mixed race people, uh, but because everyone's uh, staggeringly racist, they consider themselves above the local black populace, even though they are generally half black or at least part. Um, so they don't work in the fields, but they do trades because they're still not allowed to live or work where the white people are. Well, but, they work in trades specifically, so they don't have yeah. to work in the fields. Yeah. You know, it's all about finding someone you're better than or perceive yourself to be better than so you can, you know, shit on them. That's, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And they are shit-talking something. Grant can't make it all out, but he hears, like, about time they fucking executed Jefferson. There's <laughs> something like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what it's pretty straightforward, about. yeah. And he goes, those guys are jerks. I hate them. But he's in a really foul mood because he's kind of, um, breaking through to Jefferson, and it's just in time for them to kill him. You know, so he's not too happy about that. And he goes, and they have a ridiculous bar brawl, like something out of Roadhouse. I know you've never seen it, Nate, but it had a lot of bar brawls. <laughs> and ultimately, only loses the fight because they tag in the bartender who comes in with a flying elbow from the top ring, and um, he ends the fight. And he's like, that was a, that was a scene because this, you know. 
that had to be there to show his angst. He has a, he's basically uh, brimming with rage the entire book. Yeah, he's hitting kids for no reason and shit, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, south in the forties. You hit kids for any reason. Which like was, you're breathing too loud, kid. It was school. You just hit kids back then. You used too much chalk. Uh, then, then, then. Oh, he has. Then he has like a lengthy argument with the reverend, right? Somewhere around here. Or did that just happen before? Yeah, I mean, they, he argues with the reverend. He has multiple lengthy yeah. arguments with the reverend because he's a non-believer, basically, um, and he thinks the whole thing is dumb that he thinks he still thinks that what they're doing doesn't really make much sense and the reverend as well as the grandmother you know nominally like yeah teach him make him better but like we're really only worried about his soul and you know that shit like that's what really matters in the long well, run because the other is like i don't know what the fuck ship that is has sailed on the the, the body like, yeah. he's going to be executed and he's like you know there's this is a no one situation because i can't make him better and the soul is not real i don't know anything about that there's no this is dumb fuck you but you know in the end he he comes around a little bit he comes in it's another thing of do this for everyone else (laughs) but you know long story short they they kill him well we get a chapter from um (laughs) from his journal his journal which is the hardest one to read just because it's in you know everything's spelt wrong and not punctuated and I don't think it really added anything dramatic to the plot. It just kind of like his sad life, his shitty. It added a couple of pages because the book was too short. Yeah, it it was a way to show him not learning, but like becoming more confident, or just you know getting out of his, you know, being called a pig and becoming a man, quote unquote. Well, the book in pencil was one of the things that uh, Grant had offered him earlier. So he used it, right, to show that he's grown in some way, right? It's to show you're a human being with thoughts and something to say. Because until then, they didn't think he was one. And not to mention that the sheriff and his uh, deputy boys have a bet going on whether or not that it'll even work. But not that we know what it means, but they're also very invested in it not working because if you can teach this guy to do stuff, that would mean that black people are capable of learning, which is not something they believe. <laughs> so they have the execution. And so the day of the execution arrives or like the night before and they had a portable is... electric chair. <laughs> yeah. They have to ship it in. Apparently it is a real thing they had back then. Like tax cuts. in Louisiana, that, that, <laughs> that area of Louisiana during then had, had a fucking portable electric chair. They would, you know, ship around whenever they needed it. That's that's why that's one of the th- reasons why they had to have his execution on a different day, because like oh we can't do it during Lent because everyone's Catholic down here they're gonna get a little pissed off, and there's already a guy being executed on that day, so we got to move it and then of course you know this is one of the many many heavy-handed moments and the guy's like oh so they can kill a man but only when it's convenient for white folk will they kill the man. So the day arrives or the day before arrives and everyone is very nervous and. Jefferson is like, I'm just not going to bother sleeping tonight because, you know, I'll sleep for a long time pretty soon. But then it switches to Grant and he's like at school because the, the execution is supposed to take place at noon. Between noon and three or something. Like yeah. So he's like at school and he just basically tells the kids to go home. Like, guys, just go home. Early release today. He has them sit on their knees and wait to hear that he's dead. So they think about it the whole time. And he leaves and leaves the student teacher in charge. And and then eventually, what is it, the reverend? Or somebody drives, drives he eventually it's drives deputy, up the lane. Deputy Paul. Yeah, and dri- drives up the lane with, and says, yep, well, he held his head up high. He walked, he walked on his own, held his head up high. So I guess he was a man. And he left and he wanted me to give you, Grant, he wanted me to give you his uh, little notebook. And so here it is. And yeah, then in the end, that was it. So he learned his lesson before dying. But, but Paul said he was, he was the strongest man in the room or something like that, is what Paul says. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The strongest man. Besides Jesus, but you know. Mm-hmm. Much like Jesus, uh, I quote President Trump, I prefer guys that don't get caught. But so, um, <laughs> remember he said that about McCain? <laughs> Oh, yeah. He did say that. Gorilla yeah. Renegade Jesus would have been way cooler. Oh, so, um, <laughs> preaching on the run. 
So yeah, what'd you guys think? Well, okay. It was very short, which is always nice. And it was very clear. I see why. Did you say things were black and white? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they were. I feel like it was written for high schoolers. I mean, maybe it wasn't intentionally, but it was like not subtle. No. It was a message that even high schoolers who are not great readers could pick up on. So I felt like, I really felt, I mean, I, my sense was that's why it was written. It's like a school districts are going to buy this shit for years. I mean, I've never heard of it. This, I mean, honestly, I, I was uh, like looking for books to put in this poll and I didn't, I'd never heard of this book. I mean, I'm the only person in the world. I've never heard of like kids reading it in school, but I don't really know. So it came out, what, in 1992, which means, I mean, uh, perhaps it's become more popular to read recently because it wasn't old enough to be in the canon or for yeah. those old. It, 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 it needed a new generation of English teachers to have heard about it to like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, no, this is a book we could do. I hear it's short. And then we don't have to read Gatsby for like, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for new people to find out about it. Cause you know, in the nineties, the teachers who had been teaching since the sixties were like, Oh, we're already going to read, you know, all those other books. Yeah. As I was reading it, I thought, you know, this is very straightforward and, you know, maybe this would be interesting to, to have read as like a companion to, to kill a mockingbird or something like that. Like, because this is by a black person. <laughs> it focuses on the black characters without the white savior part that To Kill a Mockingbird gets criticized for. Though he doesn't even actually save them. Well, I mean, he's still a <laughs> he noble tried, man. He tried, Yeah. Atticus Finch was no hog. And so, you know, this it, there are similar kinds of books in a lot of ways. Um, or, you know, that I would have been... I wouldn't be surprised if that is how it's taught occasionally or should be because... They're short and neat fucking readable books. And then you could you could learn about perspective and you could learn about, you know, this time period and a little more richly. And uh you know. But in terms of a book just to read, like what would you say about that? It was okay. Yeah. I'd give it a solid it was okay. Yeah. I give it five stars. I thought uh like for maybe like the first third, which it, it is a short book which I'm okay with. Books don't need to be long to be good. We have to get that through people's heads. I don't need all that other shit. Uh, no, um, but they but need to be good to be good. <laughs> I don't know I mean, I'd say this was that I, great. I thought, there, I thought there was actually a lot in this. Like uh, the, the first chunk of it, I thought was like, yeah, it's fine. But like as it went on, I thought it got a lot better because it's not like it is heavy handed with the messaging. Yes, but racism then was pretty heavy handed. Like just laying out the facts of day-to-day life seems like heavy handed racism to us now. So it's like, I, I don't yeah. think I wouldn't criticize that for the heavy handedness. I would say the, uh, Christ symbolism was a little hit was laid on a little thick. I didn't even think about the Christ symbolism thing. Yeah. That's, that's definitely you in there. hate God, but like that is, it was so redolent of, literary device i mean it was it, the biggest clue of the ham-fisted using of that was that he talked about hogs all the time that was foreshadowing for the ham the ham handling that was going to come <laughs> later <laughs> i mean I, I would say that there's 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 other stuff in there that is the point of it is like how do you make someone a man what is it what does it fucking mean to be a man, or especially like a black man in these days. And that's not something I know anything about because I'm not black and not in 1948. Um, But, you know, there's a whole section about, like, Grant wants to leave. He wants to leave this town because he cannot do shit there. He will never be anything but just like the black guy who teaches the black school for the kids that go on to be field hands and can't fucking read and no one cares. And they'll no one will ever care there. So he's like... I should just get out of here. I can't do anything. I can't do any good here. What's the point of what I'm doing? It's meaningless. And he's like, I'm staying here to teach this guy who's going to be executed any day now 
teaching kids that matter. Like, I don't matter, but I could go somewhere and do something that matters more. But he also feels like he can't necessarily. He thinks he talks about how there's it's it's the story of a lot of you know black men that abandon everything and leave, which you know people left back then because it was it's shit and people were poor and desperate and everything sucked all the time. So, this you know, is a it's, little it's after the this is after the the Great Migration and then more like the teens and 20s yeah pe- people just fucking uh that went dipped. through world war ii for sure so many manufacturing jobs in the north and they wanted to get the fuck out of the south where it sucked ass i mean the north also kind of sucked probably i'm sure but like where he was there's even was there's terrible. even one line where uh, grant says like oh yeah and this is where this where, where my parent this is the room that my parents lived in before they left for california during the war yeah, because that's where the job they mentioned. Were. They mentioned he had like gone somewhere and came back. I think it was college. He might, went yeah, to might school have college because they're not going to let black people go to college in Louisiana. Um, I think it's uh, maybe a little reductive to say it's another book about how it sucks being black in the olden times. I think there's other stuff in there. No, and actually, it, those parts I thought would be really good for students to read. <laughs> I mean, yes, it would, I think uh, I think this is probably one of the best books of the subject they could read because it is short and it is not overly complex in terms of that stuff. But also just, like, I think it did a really good job of showing the kinds of subtle indignities as well, right? They would as call a, them you, microaggressions now. Oh, I, these I, were I really way beyond microaggressions. But, like, the whole, he'll see you when he's done talking to the other guy. Or there's a part where... Um, like the different deputy is in the in the prison one day, and he takes them to visit Jefferson, and he like has them walking with him down a hallway, and he stops to go in the bathroom without saying anything, and like takes a shit for five minutes. He's taking a dump or something. Then he comes out and talks to another guy, completely ignoring him as if they're not worthy of the same kind of respect they give to white people. Like that's like you know, and the author, the narration doesn't. He doesn't go, don't you see what's happening right now? Like It just lays it out there. And I think that's great for kids to get a sense of what it was like then, you know? To see, it wasn't, I mean, the horrible things, the injustice of him being executed for the crime he didn't commit, the other terrible things that we associate with this time, those are easy to get across. But to show, like, it was pervasive. There were these all these other subtle things, too, and not-so-subtle things. That just was the air they breathed. And I think that would be really effective for readers in 2024 where kids like don't understand anything about history anymore. And there's still, you know, people are still fighting about history. It's like, oh, the Civil War is over. Slavery is over. Everything's fine. You know, it's like it was bad back then, but like it wasn't that. They were free. It's like they learned skills that would help them when they were free, Jimmy. (laughs) Not in the Florida Florida curriculum. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm hmm. They liked being slaves, yeah. Um, I, mean, I I thought it was by no means like one of the most amazing things I ever read, but I thought it was, you know, at, at, by the end of it, I thought it was actually very, very good. And it was, there's a, there's a lot in there to, to that I thought, that I, there's a lot in there I didn't get, um, like all the Jesus shit, or also just because I ignore all that stuff because I don't care about any religious symbolism. Um, but even in the end, the preacher guy was just like, I lie to people all the time. Like, this shit is just a way to make people's life not as shitty, man. Like, don't you fucking get that? Like, you're the smartest guy here, and you don't get it. Like, of course, this maybe is a little ridiculous, but these people have fucking nothing. All we have is the hope that when we die, maybe we go somewhere that doesn't suck ass all the time. Yeah, maybe reunited with the people who die. Maybe. You know. Maybe, yeah. Just let them, give them the hope they, as they leave this world, wherever they go next, to give them hope on their way. Like, it doesn't matter about the soul. It matters just, like, right here, right now, this shit sucks. And got to give them something. Because they're never going to have anything else. These people are never going to have anything else. Yeah. And they, by the end, like, Grant gets it. He also got a lesson. Not be such a fucking dickhead. Well, it would have been too obvious if he had named the book two lessons before dying. 
Before one guy dies. Before, yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I think that's a fallout boy song. Two lessons before dying, before while one guy dies. Yeah, Parentheses. Panic at the disco or some <laughs> shit. I write since not tragedies. <laughs> um I think it's fine. I think I would I would not say it's it's an amazing book, uh, but I thought it's very I think it's a good book, especially for a classroom. Um or if you're not a heavy duty reader and you're for some reason you're like, you know what I want to read about? Jim Crow. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> but it's fine. I, I thought this is one of the better fine. ones that uh I, I put on a poll randomly and people voted for and I was like, What the fuck is that one? I have to read that one now. I had like just I think there was a movie of this. So like I knew there the was title. a movie with Don Cheadle. Oh Jesus. He plays Grant. Of course he does. That's perfect. I think I think Mackay Pfeiffer plays Jefferson, which I cannot imagine because he's not a good actor. But didn't Mackay Pfeiffer always play like the surly guy? Like wasn't that kind of his thing? I don't know. Wasn't he O? Yeah, he was like wronged in that. Yeah, I guess. And he's like oh, pissed off at people. Like he got like it was, was like an like HBO like that. movie or a miniseries. I think some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. I'm still not, I'm not going to watch it. No. I'm sure it's no. fine. But, you know, in the scheme of things, I thought this was better than, much better than I expected because I'd never heard of it. And I, I realize I'm the only one now. I'm um, not saying it's bad. Just, it's fine. No, yeah. no, no I, I, don't, I don't think you guys think it was bad. I just, I, I, I was surprised at how much I actually, like, got out of it. But yeah, thanks for voting for this, guys. Cause yeah, thank you, Patreon. I'm sure the other ones were fine, and I'm sure we'll have to do them eventually anyway, but yeah. We're running out of books. We read all the books. And tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on uh, X at drunkguysbc. And join us on Facebook and X Instagram at X. I just, every fucking time I hear people talk about Twitter, they always go, on X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> like every like news the art, thing. Like the fucking prince. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The social media network, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> and uh, if you like the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club to support us with your uh, monies or help us out by leaving a review or just telling someone to listen to the podcast and then watching until they do. And if you see them give a one star review, you fucking, you kneecap them right there. That would help us. But you did that part on your own. And you can find us on Goodreads, which new the new website is not about... Re- it's not got reads in the title. It's xvideos.com. Goodreads. <laughs> they're actually... We're, we're at a... Um, it's actually not Goodreads. It's it's a, it's a uh, reggae website. It's what reggae porn. Goo dreads. It's... <laughs> Goo dreads. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying it wrong all these years. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. No one hears this part. Who cares? (laughs) And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.